What's going on, everybody? You have now made it to episode 16 of the Failure Isn't Okay or Is It podcast. I'm your host, Julian Leonard. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to me for the next 10 to 15 minutes. I took off last week because of the Thanksgiving holiday. I hope that all my listeners were able to take some time out to spend it with family, enjoy good food, enjoy good, good memories. I went to Nashville, Tennessee to spend time with family that I actually hadn't seen all year long. And that's unusual for me. Usually I make it up to Nashville a couple of times out of the year. But this year has been different. So I was glad that I was able to go to Nashville and just see them and catch up. Today is a special day for me. Uh, This episode is titled... 11-30-2008, which stands for November 30th, 2008. And by the end of this episode, you realize why I titled it 11-30-2008. So without any further delay, let's jump right into it. Some things you simply never forget. A mom never forgets her first pregnancy, her baby's first steps, let alone their first words. And the dad will always remember because whatever their newborn says, he or she will almost have always said as their first words, dada. (laughs) We all remember our first day of school throughout the years. I can't be the only one who would lay out their first day back at school outfit on the bed the night before. And some of you may have even slept with your first day outfit on. I'm talking to the men with that one. Christmases are memorable because we all had that favorite toy we received. One Christmas in particular for me, I received a huge train set and it remains one of the best gifts I've ever received. Your first car you'll never forget. And I'll never forget how my little sister is constantly waiting to get her first car. Proms are memorable. Graduating is a beautiful moment you'll never forget. And then the joys of adulthood. Your first house marriage, children, and it goes on and on. Some, if not the majority of these instances, are beautiful, timeless moments that you simply will never forget. But in life, things occur that you wish you could forget or you wish you could change. But that's not how life works. Once it's done, it's done. You have to live with whatever happened in your past and Hopefully you can learn from it if you affected you a lot. The the 2007-2008 year was an amazing year for me. For the majority of the year, I was a 17-year-old about to graduate college and start developing into a real man. Notice I didn't say be a real man. I said developing into a real man. To start it off, I was set to graduate high school with honors. I had a 3.8 GPA. And I had work study, so I only attended two classes in the morning for my last semester of high school. I had a job at my sister's elementary school, so I would go there for the latter half of the day and teach the kiddies. I had already been accepted into college, and I planned on getting my bachelor's in architecture, which at the time was my lifelong dream. I wanted to design houses and be the mastermind behind some of the world's most intricate buildings. I received a car as a surprise gift my senior year from my uncle. One day he came to my house, stepped through the front door, and he threw the keys to me and said, go check it out. 
It was so unexpected, but I was very, very excited. Life was good at the time. It seemed everything was planned out, and it seemed I was achieving all my goals. I felt like I saw everything that was to come. Summer 2008, I headed off to college, and I proceeded to get my butt whooped by my course load. If you don't know, architecture isn't an easy major, not one bit. My good friend Kevin, who I've actually interviewed on this podcast very, very early on, actually received his degree in architecture. He's one of the few African-American architects in the United States of America. And I salute him all the time for it because I know how hard his journey was. In architecture, there was many long days and sleepless nights, literally. Maybe some of you can relate. Looking back on it, I realized that I should have taken my first year to tackle the majority of my core classes before entering into my major. I think it would have been way easier for me. But I didn't, and it showed. I went from a 3.8 GPA in high school to not knowing what an A or a B barely looked like. Couldn't buy it. It was a true reality check for me, but little did I know that life would present an even bigger reality check and it waited for me towards the end of 2008. For as long as I can remember, I've spent every Thanksgiving in Nashville, Tennessee. Nashville is my second home. My parents are from there and my grandmother has resided there for decades as well as many of my aunts and cousins. I'm real comfortable there. As a little boy, I could always look forward to food that my grandparents would prepare. I would never have to worry about making that late night trip to a fast food spot ever because I knew my grandparents' fridge had it covered. My grandfather, referring to my maternal grandfather, could really cook. His ribs and catfish were amazing. My mom would tell me that growing up, my granddad would wake them up early as 4 a.m. in the morning for breakfast. And I always knew that wasn't too far of an exaggeration because I can remember waking up to the smell of his cooking around 5 a.m. late at 6 when staying at his house. As a little boy, by the time I would wake up, my granddad would have gone for his morning walk and have already cooked a five-star breakfast. He was always smart with numbers as well. The love and hate relationship I had with math and really my high success I had at math in high school was attributed to him. Any math problem I would throw at him would never be too tough. I could always call him up and he helped me out. He had a degree in math that could help me solve any problem out there, it felt like. But I didn't quite understand why we had to spend time with both my grandparents. To this day, I don't know the exact reasoning, but I gravitated to always wanting to be at my dad's parents' house more often than my mom's parents. And I honestly don't have a legitimate reason looking back on it. I often question why, especially on Thanksgiving. I couldn't eat too much at one place because I had to save room for the other grandparents cooking. And I know you're probably thinking, geez, what a big dilemma. But as a little boy, it seemed like a big deal to me. Looking back on it today, it was so, so ignorant for me to think this way. I mean, yeah, I was young and immature, but it was just ignorant. I just couldn't wait to get back to my dad's parents' house. Fast forward to 2004, I missed a special milestone in my grandfather's life that I'll never forget. And that I'll never forgive myself for, really. It made me start to appreciate my grandfather, and at the same time, it was a mistake that I will carry with me for the rest of my lifetime. And I made the mistake because I was a kid who loved basketball more. I prioritized basketball more. 
throughout high school, I was on a basketball team, and sometimes it would interfere with holidays or me being able to visit family. One of the events that I most regrettably wish I never missed was my grandfather's 75th birthday celebration in 2004. And I missed it because of basketball. Within a year after my grandfather's 75th birthday, his health started to deteriorate. He had a hernia repair surgery, and he pretty much was never the same after that. He couldn't go to the bathroom for a week, and he didn't go to the doctor for that week as well. Being a nurse, my mom to this day believes that the anesthesia that was in the system ultimately jump-started his downward health spiral. The way I remember it, we would visit and his walking was off. He couldn't walk in a straight line. His balance wasn't the same. There was even one incident specifically where we saw him fall down some stairs. He didn't hurt himself too bad at the moment, but the reality was starting to set in. I figured things were changing when I saw that, but I didn't know that doctors would eventually diagnose him with Parkinson's disease. The medicine that he took for Parkinson's disease made him worse. It seemed like he was having many strokes. He would sit in his chair and stare off into space for long moments of time. Ultimately, it turns out that he was definitely misdiagnosed. He actually had what's called supranuclear palsy, or PSP. According to the NIH, or National Institute of Neurological Disorders and Stroke, Supernuclear palsy is an uncommon brain disorder that affects movement, control of walking, balance, speech, swallowing, vision, mood, and behavior. The disease results from damage to nerve cells in the brain. And everything came to a climax for me when I saw my grandfather on November 30th, 2008. We were leaving Nashville, about to head back to Atlanta, and I was telling everyone bye. My grandmother and my aunt were in the kitchen while my older cousin was downstairs. My grandfather would be the last person I would see as I exited the house. One thing I failed to mention is back in 2008, I recorded a lot of things on video. I got a camera as a graduation gift and decided to record everything. I'm recording and I simply tell him, I love you, granddad. And he waved back. That was his way of him telling me that he loved me back. And how I wish he could have said it, his speech was very hard to understand. 10 years ago today, was the last time I told my grandfather I loved him, and I know for a fact that he heard me. Ten years ago today was the last time I looked my grandfather in his eyes. Little did I know that me referencing us coming back in a few months would lead to us seeing him in a hospital bed with wires everywhere and a machine helping him breathe. I can remember him always being active and charismatic, but at this point he was frail and ultimately a shell of his true self. He aspirated and it resulted in him having to be intubated. Unfortunately, in January 2009, my grandfather could no longer fight and the complications from supernuclear palsy led to pneumonia and eventually his death at the age of 79. Never really talked with anyone about this day, but the reason I'm telling this story is because I can't stress to you how important family is. Looking back on it, there's nothing I can really do about the past. What's done is done, but I can use those mistakes that I felt I made to make better decisions now and let the loved ones I do still have around today, let them know that I love them, that I appreciate them. It could be sitting down and having an uninterrupted talk with them. I'm talking not holding a conversation to answer a text message or doing what most of us do and talking to someone and also texting, just not being rude. Really taking the time to just sit back and appreciate being in their presence. For those of you who are coming up and for those of you who are 
blessed to still have your grandparents, maybe even great-grandparents. Cherish them. Love them. Because the older you get, there's a high likelihood that they won't be around much longer. And to my granddad, I know you're at peace right now, but if you were still here with me, I would tell you that I'm truly sorry. I'm truly, truly sorry. It is November 30th. Hey, we are now walking out. Say goodbye, grandmother. Bye, grandmother. Goodbye. Bye. Uh, say bye, Linda. Bye. All right. Time to walk out. Y'all going with me? What you? We'll be back in a couple months. Last time he touching this in 08. Yeah, we get ready to go, though. We'll see you next go round. Love you, granddad. Bye, granddad. Julie Collins has videotaping stuff. Recording.